up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Oh, touch it, old Santa Claus. Down in the chimney with lots of toys. Bring for the little ones, good and boys. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas Golf World Xmas special. The X is for extreme. I am what Christmas is all about, Disc Golf Jesus. The Forgotten Reindeer Swiss Cheese is here. And back in Studio One, the grumpy little elf himself, J.K. Disc Golf. J.K. has a surprise for us. Let's start off with that. All right. It is the giving time with Christmas. So no other, we're going to start this episode off with something a little, little bit special. Let's get this up real fast. I feel like I'm getting pumped. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like what it is. I, I, as soon as he said it, I got a feeling too. I got like a feeling. I'm like, oh man, this dude's gonna fucking just. All right, but go ahead. All right, here you guys go. If you guys um are audio only listeners, jump, I, jump um, on the YouTube. Yeah, jump on the YouTube for this. That would be a clip posted somewhere too on the social media. However, it still should make a little bit of sense for you. So. Disc Golf Jesus, the fans of Kirby Disc Golf World, I'm delivering you a little bit of an early okay. Christmas present. I've said that I was going to do this for months now, and I've tried. Trust me, I've tried. But today, I'm going to make it happen for you. Hole 11 at Fairfield has been my enemy since who knows has long. Jesus started off with his first Illinois ace with the end of a boss. Swiss then, of course, getting his first ace on hole 11 with his instinct and me have chained out hit basket been all over this thing for years have yet to get the ace i'm the one holding back the team for that infamous glory hole but today that changes for you and for me hole 11 fairfield may be my nemesis first throw let's get it out the way clash discs mint no way Clash Discs Mint with the ace. First throw. Let's go. My first ever Clash Discs ace as well. Off the skip. Damn. Damn. There you guys have First throw? I did this on my first throw. That's actually absolutely insane. But Clash Discs Mint, my first ever Clash Disc ace to begin with. So that's already dope too. Clash, Been chasing this bad boy for oh, years. Like I said, I chained out of the hit basket. Hit everywhere. I was the last one to do it. This is officially the second ever Kirby's Disc Golf World Glory Hole. First one in Illinois. Guys, if you enjoyed that, make sure to hit that like button. button. Let's jump into this episode of Podcast, Nationwide, guys. Nationwide, dog. Glory hole. We're, <laughs> we're crossing state borders and shit. So there is. Wow. I finally hit it, the glory hole. Second very second one. Um, is that today? Yeah, that was before the podcast. I thought it was going oh. forever too. Right? First throw. First throw. <laughs> last minute. It was dope. It was how, how much time did you allow yourself to hit it? Like, like how much? How long would I have been out there? Yeah, were I you had prepped an hour. There was no way I was even leaving without an hour. Like days, I think. You, you did to show up to the to grandma's house fucking really early. I was, yeah. like, I was like, whoa. Brilliant. That was awesome. Yeah. So that is out the way. I would not. I would not have. Uh, I would not have predicted the mint. The mint, right? I was yeah, definitely going to think like more of like a firebird or something where I was just going to skip up there. I didn't think the mint was actually going to have the ability to get up, but uh, I, I can't wait to actually because I couldn't see the like I didn't see if it fell in. I, yeah. The the video I can't wait to watch the video for real life. Yeah, and I, I was a little bit worried too because like I had a whole predicament. I was filming a, a video the other day again in cold temperatures of revolving an ace, and like my camera was so cold that it turned off. So I was so worried the same thing was going to happen again. But yeah. 
I actually had the same thing happen during my video. You guys should check it out. I do. I'm playing crappy <laughs> disc golf courses. So I played this crappy little disc golf course behind the church and in the fucking snow. And it was snowing hard as fuck. It was awesome. Um, and my phone, my phone shut off on the eighth hole. But that course, like, watch the video. I, it's, it's a fun course. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to ruin the video, but it's a, it's a fun course. Um, I, I, man, I really like this idea, Jesus, but I really think, like, you'll never, like, hate the course. I do. There was, there was stuff I hated, but I, <laughs> I think, because this basically had one hole that was gone. I, I, I thought I skipped it, but there was no place for it. And hole seven, which, by the way, guys, the holes are sponsored. So maybe we should buy hole seven. We should, honestly. And, and you want to know what? I know, I know it'd be cool. It'd be Kirby's Disc Golf World, but I think it'd be more funny if it was just Disc Golf Jesus. Sponsored. Yeah, I'm cool. Right behind the that'd be more funny. But we can discuss that later. Or Kirby's Disc Golf Jesus and Kirby's Disc Golf World, yes. maybe. But um, yeah, so, and then whole, the fifth hole, like, there's this little path in the woods. I, I missed, I almost missed it. And then went all the way in. And then it's just basically, in the middle of the woods, no fairway. There's trees collapsed on the on the pin. Yeah, but like you're the lover of dirty disc golf. Yeah, but so like no matter yeah. what, you're gonna find if it's all right. No, if if, if it's if it's a short course, yes, with everything within like two fifty, no matter what's there, Reed will love the course. I don't know. Am yeah. I wrong? Am I wrong, Jay? Yeah, but this course has like if of, everything is ace runnable, I Jesus will like the course. Be like, I, yeah, it was awesome. It was really I fun. Barely, I think I threw four hands, maybe three holes. He was throwing a lot of backhand in the which I was yeah. definitely impressed. There doesn't need like some like update on Jesus' backhand because I think if we were looking back a year ago, basically never throwing a backhand, and now today you're like, you're playing. I, I was trying to get a backhand ace at the end. Yeah, like, do this. Let's do this. And then, I think the thing too, the reason you didn't have success with your, a lot of your backhand shots before was you're trying to throw like those overstable discs. And it just didn't work. Now that you throw like an envy, which like yeah. it works better for like just like not throwing yeah. as hard. And then I've been throwing I, I also put the cakes in my bag. I've been throwing that one too, and I've been I don't know. I think I just need a beef like I need for my backhand, I need one that gets a little bit farther. These mid ranges aren't really No, I feel like we finally I find a uh, leopard three. Get the banana leopard three. Even in the clash bag. I think you throw soda. Try throwing the soda back in. Yeah, even like even in the clash bag, the um, the mantra you got in there is understable. I know. I but yeah, that one I like. I haven't. I haven't tried throwing that one back. But I I like throwing that one forehand. That's fine. Interesting. I know you had like a little bit of rounding. You had which was a little bit surprising to me when. I forgot when you brought this up, but you're trying to justify a little bit of the love Reed has for the group. No, I don't want to, like, I don't know, justify. Man, you came in really high. I, justify is an awfully strong word. I'm just saying I somewhat grew an understanding. It doesn't deserve the hate. That I could see why people like the groove like Jesus is using it for. And it's mostly for, like, approach. I do not. I don't think like anybody's like out, like out there like pumping their chest about like it being like an awesome driver. It's probably like most for the, but like no. Nah. So like I see what he, what he can do with it. Like he can throw it as hard as he wants. He knows it's going to go to a certain distance, and you know it's going to go vertical. 
and it's going to hit the ground like vertical and like stand up and then sit. So I get it. I understand it. That's all I'm saying. Will I bag it? No. But I, dude, your 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 groove goes vertical all the time. All, when I want it to, but it doesn't uh, have to go vertical. Though. For the most, but if you're throwing it your hardest, does it when not go vertical? Like, so when you're saying vertical, no. are you saying like anything? like it, no? It just ends up. Oh, like it fades yes. so hard. Yeah, like tombstoning. Yes, if you're throwing it yeah, hard. Yes. Like just, is that just because it's so overstable? I think it's it's yeah it's either what the disc does or what it's manufactured. So yes. So do you now, with that being said, getting a little bit more experience with it, do you think that the group deserves as much hate as it gets from every disc golfer? It seems like no, man. I don't think. I, I think the only hate any disc should get is like a meme disc, like that's like a cash grab. Is like the only hate that any disc should get. What disc does that entail? Um, like a Stego. People love the Stego. Man. Uh, There's like a niche for it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm but like those, those ones that are like manufactured to like prove a point, not necessarily a purpose. <laughs> like where it seems like they're trying to build a point. Those ones are the only ones that are like make fun of it. In my so what about the Franklin discs? Sure. Uh, that's it. Come on, man. everybody. Like, that's like the. Like, those, yeah. are, those are made genuinely well, well, yeah or what about uh what's the other one but everybody else like every other traditional manufacturer mm -hmm. somebody that will find a purpose for every disc. Mm -hmm. well, that's why we make what, what's that yes. they were number one for a while what's that one they have really bad discs too but the other um, one's always uh always whammo no they're always building gas stations the optimizer is one of them oh, i don't know uh, I mean, they're always weird, like weird. Like Quest, Quest AT, that's a good whole like. Like maybe they're out of business, but those are people that make made the turbo putt. Yeah, yeah. I I could look back if I look back at it. Fucking Cletus the Stack, John Yoko through it in my uh in my <laughs> dream double <laughs> of, of Simpsons. So. Like sold in the gas. Yeah, I don't like know. Millennium. No, it's. I like, remember the old days of disc golf. Like, it was go, called like that's driver, how you got a disc was in, get, in gas station. I like JLS one time from the gas station. I did that forever. That's like, like, super like it was called like driver number one. Oh, lightning discs. There you go. Yeah, no, those are those are throwback. Those are like OG. Yeah, those, yeah. like that's that's one of like I've, I've told the story before. That's like the first disc that clicked for me when I was throwing with Quinn when Quinn threw for the first time when I was really young mm -hmm. with the optimizer. And fucking it, like I was back, like I was throwing backhand only, and it, like, it's the only disc that would just stay straight in this fucking cruise. And like I was actually like, because it started off where I was, I was nowhere near them, and then I found this disc, and I was starting to get fucking closer. I was like, man, this is awesome. But gas station for sure. I was man. That was the day where you could only get this was gas station, straight gas stations all day. I remember when you're you're reading. Whatever, reintroduce, reintroduction to disc golf. We went to the gas station. You got to get another stripe. Yeah. So that was terrible. Like, I remember that. Terrible the first time. Dude, you love the fucking Nova stripe for the longest his fucking time. It was his baby. Really? I don't even remember. You loved it for the longest yeah. fucking time. All right. That's like a little bit of our in life disc golf. However, it is a very Kirby disc golf for Christmas this year's Christmas special. So, no, we do have to. Jesus.
Take it away with this segment. We have Kirby's Disco World top five greatest Christmas songs of all time. And you know them, you love them. Starting out at number five, this 2000 hit, Jingle Cats, Jingle Bells Melody. You know it, you love it. Coming in at number four, Lou Mountain, Dominic the Dom. All right, you know it. We're heading a little down south where it gets a little bit warmer. Bing Crosby's Makaliki Kalaliki Haye. Closing out the top three, number two, close seconds. You know me, love them. Alvin the Chipmunks with Christmas. Don't be late. The true queen of Christmas, okay, Miss Gail TV, rocking in the number one sh with And that was Kirby's Disc Golf World Top Five Christmas Songs of All Time. You know it. You know it. Oh, oh we're going back. I'm just Jingle Cats. <laughs> I can't believe Jingle Cats are top five. Without a doubt, top five. If you guys think that's wrong, you're wrong. But that's going to jump in to the infamous. Nope. Just kidding. We're going to jump into Crow's Christmas list this year. I'm going to give Swiss and know. Jesus a professional disc golf. And they're going to tell me what is on their Christmas list this year. We're going to be starting off with Anthony Barella. Maybe you got to get that duffel bag because he's getting the bag in this offseason wherever he signs. So that or he's getting like, man, that is. AB's like probably really asking for like Gucci shades. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's probably got some flex like that. But um, he really needs a being kind of <laughs> it's, it's one thing he's struggling with. 
He needs he needs to get his C up to a B or else he's gonna get grounded from the Xbox. <laughs> Moving on, we have a page of Pierce. She wants a baby. Wow. <laughs> have they said that? I don't know, but <laughs> that's that's my prediction. Um, so she's got a new house. I know that. So she probably needs a grill. And she's from Texas. She looks like she grills. Or actually, she probably won a grill. Didn't she win a tracker? Who won that one? Somebody won a grill. She may have won a grill. Um, no. Monogrammed bathroom towels. Bam. <laughs> All right, moving on, we have what does Ezra Aderhold want this Christmas? Um, man, everybody wants that like low hanging fruit of beans. <laughs> everybody wants me to say that, no. but I'm gonna think of something else. But I'm making reference to you guys so you can still hear. No, he wants a fucking regiment, he wants the second regiment. What? <laughs> I'm not where you go with that. Second, Heroin. oh. All right. Oh, um, Ezra. You know what? Like Ezra goes a lot out with his buddy, his bro, and Brody. Like his brothers on the tour with him. So, like, I think he's asking for like a pajama photo shoot, like the classic Christmas pajama. Yeah, just the two of them. Uh, Brody's welcome, but he may be a little eight bit foot of a bong. I mean, not eight, eight foot fucking beer bong and a fucking fan creation. That's what that's <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Moving on, we have Maria Oliva. Fucking a fat ass check from Discraft. Really? I really hope not. I really hope that's not on her list. Um. I got nothing. She wants I the got... recognition. Yeah, man. Oh, you can't go to this we'll get this there. This is true. I think Jay's got like a secret pick on where she's going. You got somebody in mind? I don't. I have no idea where she can go. Not really. Yeah, I have no. Default just a Lone Star. <laughs> Everybody's going to Lone Star now. <laughs> that's a, I think that's I the most common. I, I don't see her actually. I, I can let me look at her Instagram, and I, I'll let you know if there's one thing in her bio, I can tell you where she's. Going. I think she needs like. Yeah, I think she needs a legit shot at uh, she, having she her own desk some, and seeing what she can uh, What do you call this thing? A magic pot? Instapot? She wants yeah. one of those. To make stews? Sure. Mm. To make anything. I Man, does she own a cat? She looks like she owns a cat. She probably would want, like, cat toys. Cat tree? Yeah. She looks like a cat person. Am I wrong in that assessment? No, she's more of an iguana. She could, man, she could be like a weird pet person too. I get like what you're saying. Like she's like definitely, no, no I don't weird, think weird. I like, like I think newts or something like yeah, that. Like, like, like it's, it's definitely lizard. It may be, I don't think it'd be some a, type of reptile. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it'd be a mammal or amphibian. I don't right. think it'd be a mammal. Nice. I don't think it'd be an amphibian either. I hear you. Like, I don't think it'd be a turtle or a fucking <laughs> man, Jeff. Jeff. So who's Maria? Uh, I would say. If I had to put money on someone right now, I'm leaning infinite just because she already Ooh. has a signature series disc with them already. But that just seems like 
they still are produced by any of us, so I'm not too sure if I want to go straight infinite. Oh, uh, pardon me, like a mix, pardon me, lean and prodigy too. Um, but that's only because prodigy needs an, an FBO player, and Maria Lila kind of seems to fill that role. Same. She also, I don't know, this I don't know if this is like a thing I can just straight attribute. However, Maria Oliva follows a page on Instagram called Memes for Jesus, which I just feel like screams prodigy to me. But that's where I'm leaving my prodigy. Gotcha. Moving on, though, what does Gammon Berg want for Christmas? Pre-workout protein powder. I, I was gonna say a weight set. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like a bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was low hanging fruit. Um he also wants like that the basketball hoop that goes on the door. He really wants one of those, but he wants like a nice one. Well, that doesn't keep breaking when the dunks on as much. <laughs> <laughs> and, seems like it. <laughs> and that, could you, we can all picture like Gannon Burr being that kid that's like doing like 360 dunks like on, on his closet door, like, okay, oh, just old fashioned Man, he also looks like he could play a mean foosball. He's got a little pinball wizard in him in me. For look, he could—he probably plays like a mean foosball. Moving on, we have what is Hannah Boomers asking for this Christmas? <laughs> I'm so man, I got something for whatever reason. Man, all right, we're gonna. You have an MCD. Is that what you're getting from the photo? Yeah. You had to pick the worst photo of Hannah All I'm thinking is like that photo kind of looks like the the kid from Willy Wonka. Oh man, not like I see bit. that. Like I have, I'm thinking Newport 100s. Oh man, don't no, <laughs> you know who Hannah is? I know who Hannah is. Go on the picture. Yeah, I, all right. Know the well, that's true. I'm sorry. That that's just a poor choice of photo. I know. That's, that's no one really sent me back. It's mad. the most high-depth photo of Hannah there's out there. It's okay. Um, Hannah needs – you know what, man? A new putter. <laughs> Hannah needs a personal <laughs> caddy at all times for all events. She throws better. Um, but I, I think – think she needs a friend. <laughs> I was about I was about to say also not a friend. So she's got friends out there. Yeah, she's she's got, she needs someone to hold the bag. Yeah, someone you know, just hold her down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're gonna move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough one, man. Man, then you know what? All right, I got something. Man, I don't know the name of it, but Eagle like sponsors it now. That game. Yeah, I bet she. I bet she's she's like wicked good at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, all right. big. What is Aaron Gossage asking for this Christmas? Oh, man. To make it on the island. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of misfit toys. <laughs> uh, he wants to get mustache uh, trim kit. That's a good one. That's a good one. Man, I think he looks like – man, I don't know why. I'm, I'm really off today. He looks like he like wants spider tack. <laughs> to get that extra grip on that forehand for deep throws. Buddy, fishing boat, fishing tackle. Oh, fishing I see that. Bowl, yeah, fucking, he's quite the angler. He's a fucking, yeah, that's he a good wants one. an inscribed chess set with his name on it. He's really into chess. 
I wasn't I wasn't lying about that when I texted really? the group chat. No. Uh, he's apparently the best chess player on tour. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like he beat the chess? I don't know. He bought right, a chess. Right. Let him have chess. Oh, hold man. on. Let him be someone. Let's say how many people on tour? Let's say twenty percent of those people play chess. Fucking one percent of people that play disc golf and play chess that are good at fucking disc golf are good at chess. And they do have a good amount of time. I would have thought Chinese checkers myself, but I guess right. chess works too. All right, moving on. What is Kristen Tar asking for? Does she really need more? Yeah, more bookcases and Fake shelves ID. for all those trophies. Fake ID for her daughter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> for Caddy. She probably. Um, oh, don't worry. That that rule's gonna be over. She probably. Yeah, she probably needs. That rule will be changed. I'm sure. She probably needs like something to hold up the check, like the big check, so she can cover up the actual world's trophy. I know it's actually in the museum now. I'm just telling you. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's, uh, cool. That's kind she's of sad won too. A, like a female player athlete of the year too. Man, she's, she's had like parades like, she and stuff. Had, yeah. A huge sponsor from a wow. shoe company or some clothing company like, too in Europe. Man, she's she's like doing like castle. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. She's she's sad. That's like, so sad that trophy's like in a museum uh, in Estonia. Like that's gotta that's be like, why she's like, yeah, have it, take it. If I'm in <laughs> a, yeah, cool, like, man, I got yeah, right, I gotta move, get that. Moving on, we have Jeremy Coleman. Um, anything but another goddamn bread maker that he's got five from from his wedding. Damn. <laughs> Then I'm gonna go with a toaster to toast all the bread. <laughs> um, be good at disc golf again. Wow! Why are you coming up with these like I know like, like, bullets, just, man? You, for the holiday episode, you are angry. What are you doing? You are angry. What? Come, don't you think that's what he like? He he's known as a fucking showman's I- announcer now, and you think that's what he really wants to be known as? Paul Uliberry is like, you wanna know what? I was never that good. I'm okay being known as No, I, man, I think Jerm thinks he's the greatest. Like he thinks he's top ten still. I think Jerm is completely content with where he's at. I know, but he shouldn't it. be. I'm saying. Last one, I believe. Paige shoot. She wants like a Pinterest cute oven mitts that are in the shape of owls. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. That's all she wants. Let's jump into the holiday (laughs) dream doubles. (laughs) This was a week before Christmas, and all through the house, not a chain was ringing, not even (laughs) one down. The children's all snug in their beds with visions of dream doubles dancing in their heads. This is the infamous dream doubles where we take some sort of random pop culture category, be it fast food mascots or famous ladies. We choose our worst disco partner. We choose our beat. We choose our best disco partner. This time, so we're going to do holiday dream doubles. Could be from movies, could be from TV shows, could even be from your imagination. Let's see who we do. I did not pull the imagination card, but I'll, I'll go with my worst. So my worst, it's the Grinch. 
take whatever version that pops in your head and run with it because they all suck. So I want to start with, I understand wanting some damn peace and quiet from those overly excited Christmas people who put up decorations before the turkey car- turkey is finished being carved. Or, or the real annoying ones that put like a hard emphasis of Christ and Christmas. We all have been wanting to share those people and shove those people in a sack and possibly push them down a mountain, but we don't actually act on it. Not this crazy fuck though. This sassy mouth Napoleonic hermit as a partner is too much, despite his wardrobe craftsmanship. His eggplant shape and obvious terrible heart condition does not help in the latter holes. But his form is so cartoonishly bad and vile with no method or style that provides no distance even with Max. The two of you will need more assistance. The Grinch will howl and call foul and begin to boss you and Max around. And I will be damned if I take shit from a hairy fingered green Muppet. So yeah, a partner who is socially inept, whose game turns you sick, who could not stop from making everything about himself in one tough three-hour voyage that I'd rather sit out. Grinch is my word. <clears throat> All right. My the Harry Carey, the, the, fucking, what's his name? is not that bad. Jim Carrey's not that bad of a Grinch. Keep the original Grinch is fucking unbelievably awesome. I'm just saying. But anyways, for my words, I went with some low-hanging fruit. I went with Mr. 1% himself. Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm not talking about the Patrick Stewart version or the Michael Caine version or even the Tim Curry version. Those guys are too cool. I'm not going to fucking test it. I'm not going to say that they're worse. But any other version is fine with me. This decrepit, decrepit old man fucking complaining about, I liked it better when Climo was winning all the titles. That was the true sport and true athlete back before integration and shit. And I just don't want to hear that. He's also fucking a million years old. So he's not going to be able to fucking throw. And he's going to be throwing the DX fucking Manta and DX Shark because that, that was the true disc golf when disc golf was disc golf. Uh, what else do I got about him? Oh, and he, fucking, he's just a racist and a fucking terrible human being to his workers. And that's what he'd be to me. He'd be fucking like, go get my disc after he goes 20 feet because I'm fucking lower than him because I don't have money. Fuck Ebenezer Scrooge, except for Tim Curry, Patrick Stewart. And Michael Caine. <laughs> those those, those, those Scrooge's are cool. But all the other ones can go suck a fucking dick. is Scrooge. Easy worse. Be cool to suck in. I love how he has all of them photoed on the, on the, on the clip, too. All the ones he's not mentioning, but they're out there. <laughs> I could handle playing with a dick the entire round. I can handle it with a slightly racist overtone. As much as I wouldn't want to be a part of it, it's kind of interesting to pick the brain. However, what I can't handle is straight annoying kid, which is Ralphie. The entire time annoying me, asking, can we use my shot? Can we use my shot? No, you're 200 feet behind, not with a look. We're not going to use your shot. And every time we do, we're just going to bogey. His voice is also just straight annoying and He's a kid, so he's not going to be good. Probably throwing a hundred foot, like you said. Just know the picture. Um, <laughs> probably throwing, like you said, DX sharks, DX leopards, not going absolutely anywhere, hitting the first tree, missing every putt, doing absolutely nothing for the team, being the definition of the worst disc golf partner. And out of all these characters of Christmas, no magic Christmas powers. So you know he's not going to be as good, and probably going to have to end the round because he's going to stick his tongue to the disc golf basket and just ruin the whole vibe. Ralphie, my worst. 
You went there. I, I thought Keegan looked like Ralphie kind of. I did so. so <laughs> that's why I put the. Uh, I would say there's little brothers worse, but that's. Damn. Sad. Neither do I. So he's not so important enough. Yeah. All right, moving on to beat. My beat is Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. He's not only the worst Christmas villain, up, but up there with the top villains of all time in film. He is like the greed of Scrooge and the zero fucks of the Grinch smashed together with absolutely zero redemption or growth. Or just your average run-of-the-mill capitalist greedy pig who is a complete douche. Mr. Potter owns damn near the entire town of Bedford Falls, who is also, and he is also the banker of the town and slumlord, and every conceivable instance is driven by pure greed. He took that eight grand that he stole from Billy, which he used to buy the disc golf course and the adjacent and the adjacent shop. The last bastion of freedom for Bedford Falls completely privatized the course and doubles leagues. Some pay as you go doubles night where Potter's mute bodyguard, who is New York disc golf state champ three years running, turning what was once a joy into an expensive liability. The bastard charges $35 for regular tour series and not even the good ones. Some angel needs to earn their wings and my game will be the one that takes this bodyguard. And once and for all, Mr. Potter dies. Alright. My word. The original bully. Her name sends shivers up every time. Ten times worse than Mr. Potter. <laughs> a terrible human being, a bully and a cunt. A fine being. Lucy Dan's help. First of all, she makes repeated advances at Schroeder, even though he tells her no and pushes her away. That's sexual assault. I'm just saying. So, but if it was a fucking person, if it was a dude on this show, cancel. Um, she bullies her brother to the extent that he needs a literal security blanket that he carries around with him because of fucking her bulliedness. She bullied Charlie Brown so hardcore that he bald, an eight-year-old going bald because of her fucking bullying. And personally, I don't think she's a lazy therapist. That's fucking illegal. That's fraud. That's fucking malpractice. That's fucking out of jail time. You're terrible human being. And in the Christmas episode, because this is a fucking holiday special, she puts Charlie Brown as the director, where it's just her shadow puppet that she fucking controls, where she's really directing, because she couldn't direct because she was too much of a fucking cunt. That's what the fucking... Lady said, I'm not. I'm just quoting the fucking show. Fucking the growing up said, wah, 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 wah. basically says, you can't be the director because you're. Sorry. Just quoting the show, guys. She's a terrible human being, terrible person, and she fucking practices fucking psychiatry without a degree. This is my turn now. Yeah. Good luck following that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right. That was emphasis on the unt. I, I, I think it was three. It was he went, he, he went trifecta. If you want, like, you want to know what? No, yeah. Like, I, I said that in a, um, like, a literature class. That, that word does not go over well. No, I'm sure. No, I'm sure. You <laughs> obviously didn't learn your lesson no, from that yeah. moment. All right. <laughs> On that note, my beat, and this is only because, well, actually, no, 
you guys just lean into it like so aggressive that I'm gonna like because I had a joke about like following kids, but like, I feel like I shouldn't go there at this point. I would have was done. So I'm gonna go the emphasis on beating this character because I absolutely hate snow with a passion. I'm gonna be taking down the man that made of snow himself, Frosty the Snowman. That literally is what all it is. I hate snow. He is snow. I hate him. There's just nothing more I can really say about it. That's just it. And I, I, I my whole kid's line is just gone now. <laughs> I don't want to go there anymore. There's a bunch of little kids following Frosty in the town. You know where he's going. You go wherever you want. They literally on a train. They can take him with him. Doesn't matter. Frosty going down the disco course. We're going to settle it there. Okay. So you're saying he's trafficking children. It's possibility. All right, cool. Frosty trafficking children. This guy will go to weird places. <laughs> <Right then now. laughs> Man, can we circle back from like we've really gone from like on our Christmas episode (laughs) emphasis is on the aunt and child trafficking references. Man, we've hit an all-time high, guys. (laughs) But let's go into the best, and mine is the best. Before being used as every hipster's dream board photo, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius was the true hero of Rudolph, you know, the redhead, simple prospector who has a gravity-defying mustache, who is truly spectacular. Take a goddamn look at this man and tell me he doesn't play guitar and disc golf in hiking boots with high socks on no matter what the fucking terrain is or the fucking weather. He is a man's man who uses his cunning and also has brute strength. He pulls his own dog sled, giving his dogs a rest, and shows he doesn't adhere to societal norms and practices. Yeah, that means he has a dachshund, or dachshund, sorry, dachshund for a snow dog, and scuba putts with tilts. He has all the power off the tee with a perfect soft approach game that is as smooth and easy as it is for UConn to earn friends. Shit, he befriends an elf and a glowing reindeer and stops everything to help them all throughout the the show. He always supports his teammates and when facing difficult odds, always performs the best. He not only took down the Bumble, but also reformed him and befriended him, the once violent monster. Name a better person and before you say something, does yours choose to prospect Peppermint? Instead of precious fucking metals, because mine fucking does, and he's a lot cooler than yours. Yukon Cornelius. Peppermint's best. <laughs> I don't think anybody like I don't think anybody here thinks peppermint's best. Alright. Hanukkah is the festival of light. Instead of one day of darkness, you get a crazy night. And you also get baby steps. From the movie, AK Alright, he would be the best disc golf partner. He is introduced classic as fuck running from the cop. And he's not running on his feet. He's fucking snowboarding a trash can there. And that's the ones with the with the fucking handle on top. And fucking whipping through the town. Old school. Yeah, whipping through town, fucking doing kick flips and fucking all that shit. Never falling, never stumbling, never even like catching his fucking balance. And was fucking completely going through. So balance, coordination, guess what? That fucking looks good on a disc golf course. Especially he's drunk. Imagine him sober. He's also shown his fucking uh, talents on the basketball court, which we all know basketball fucking links right in with disc golf. They walk hand in hand like everything. Like 
said it once and said it a million times, um, where he takes on two behemoths of basketball lore with a fucking seven-year-old child and fucking dominates him, giving a, a fucking having five assists, not putting, not needing to put it in the basket, just beating the little kid while he makes a fucking two big-ass dudes look like fucking goofballs. Also, you'd have Whitey as a fucking caddy. I mean, that just wouldn't be fun. That would be fun. Everybody loves Whitey. And he kind of has my fucking style. Like, I worn a fucking army jacket with a fucking red hoodie under it. I, I, I had that exact same outfit. <laughs> and I wore it a bunch of times. I actually had an army jacket with a red hoodie built inside of it. So, just saying. With two peas in a pod, it'd be a fun hang. It'd be a fun do. And... I think I this is like one of the times where I look at him and I'm like, he looks like fucking Ricky Waisaki if fucking Ricky Waisaki's life went bad. Like if you were to <laughs> I don't know. Also, if you were to animate Ricky Waisaki, boom, that's him right there. I think you are the winner of like having the actual best film of a hobby. <laughs> Just a kid, I'm my mom handing you out, but I don't feel no teeth. I thought that, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. But you said the out loud part. <laughs> like, uh, if, you, if you get a chicken box, crazy. Could have went stuck on that nut strap, Piotr, yeah, but you didn't. Yeah. Like, you, no, definitely All right. I'm gonna go with my best now. And I kind of just went with this best because she's kind of just badass in general. And if you ever notice in any Christmas movie and you noticed the Christmas future, whoever they're going to see, life just fucking sucks. It's just immediately you see them in the future and their life is just garbage. So if I get to play anyone and their life is just garbage in that scenario, I'm just gonna win. Plus, every time that I mess up on the course, I know that he can like just tell me to see my future and I can see death coming one step closer with every miss putt. He would just, you know, um, yeah, I don't really know enough to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. I pretty, like, that just pretty much sums up my yeah, head. It's you, like, get to see, you get to see, like, who wants to see old you? you? No, you get to pick up a disc and be like, oh, what happens with if I throw this disc and he shows you? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what happens yeah, if I want to throw that one? Yeah, yeah cool. what this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. If you fuck some trash, maybe the Taz one, the Taz one would be cool, or the P one. Both of those would dominate, but but the other ones would be terrible because they're just fucking like screw me for it. So. All right, that's a solid. Thanks for giving me that easy dub, guys. That was nice. No way, dude. My right. my best and my B B yours. Yeah, you will only go. You will only win the best because of the fucking character and because <laughs> of the fucking slide I made. That's the only reason you'll, you'll, you'll win the best. But my, my best definitely would be the best fucking this girl for sure. Jefferson, yeah, yeah. I'm never in the conversation. My, my, However, I'm just moving on. Uh, we'll move on, guys. Right. We're going to be moving on to some putting. Putting, putting, where dreams come true. Mm-hmm. All right, so I do have a couple. Let me see. We got a little bit of time to work with. Oh, so I, I was on. game. We didn't do last time. Oh, yeah. 
But that doesn't may not relate to the holidays, so he may have scratched it for another um, one. I completely forgot what the game was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely have it like done. If we go there, we can go there. But I have a different game now. Well, um, right. we're gonna start off with this puzzle though. I was on a whole eighteen. If you guys don't know, pretty much a whole eighteen. If it's ace ball, my bag is probably gonna be emptied out on that hole just because last at day. Fairfield. At Fairfield, because oh, yeah. it's a wide open hyzer hole, I can try sure. ace it, which I've never aced in three four years of playing that hole. Just kind of surprised because that's one of the holes I've thrown probably the most this ever on. But I kind of got thinking. So there was someone playing hole 18. So I was waiting and they were looking for their disc. And it was clear that they still had a few discs they wanted to get because I'm sure they did the same exact thing as me. But they were being played and they stepped off the side. Now, that leaves me in a predicament because there's no way I'm throwing my entire bag with someone clearly waiting. Now, I'm not only throwing one because that's just my last round. I can take as long time as I want. What is the number of throws that it's acceptable to throw? And at the same time, not only is it okay to throw – but am I okay with then getting the ace? Because if I hit ace on my ninth throw, am I expecting anything? Like, not really. But if I hit it on my fourth, is that still cool? What is that magic number? Matt, I think the magic number is four. Like, you get four is what you're saying. I With somebody there, it's four. With with somebody like with somebody not there, like that number could definitely increase to six, seven, mm-hmm. depending on how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think with somebody there and in that situation, you're throwing four at Matt. I'm going two or three max. Interesting. Like I, I can over see, three is. I I can see three yes, but I think yeah. I think three would have been a, like, but I think four would have been. I know. I did throw four. I felt like that was the appropriate. I was okay. reaching for the fifth, and I was like, nah, because I make this. It's not really that cool anymore. So what's even the yeah. point? So I threw four. That was the last time where I was like, all right, if I make this, I'd still expect at least a clap or a good job or something. Yeah, I think that's oh, from the guy. From the yeah. guy. I, I think I think no matter what, if you if you hit it in five six, yeah, he still yeah, says something. I think I think it's just. How many did he throw? I don't know. I picked up two for him, so they're oh, okay. there. So, so yeah, I, I think I think yeah, four is like, a good quality four. number. Yeah. All right, cool. I think it gets weird after three. All right, you're playing a tournament. You're in the lead in the tournament. You're feeling good. You're playing well. And then you see. This happened to you. What are you doing? Hole four, you get a 26 on a par five. <laughs> you are no longer in the lead for the tournament. Wait, how did you get a 26? There was an island hole. And the guy decided instead of advancing, he's going to continue to throw discs until he makes the hole. Oh, so he tin cupped it. He tin cupped it. Oh, man. <laughs> tin cups. And just out of pride. Took a 26, went from being in the lead to I don't know how much took that was down, ending up with a plus 19 on the round. So, uh, so I mean, so it took two, two strokes. Mm-hmm. So we theoretically threw 13. It was already a par five, too. So, like, yeah. there were shots to get to the island as well. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was one of those times uh, I was scrolling through. What do I do right? after that? <laughs> Sit out. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm DNFing the fuck out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think because if if you're going if you're doing that and you're throwing in the water and you're doing that, you, you know what you're doing. There's so. no way that's water. Like it had to have been like a man-made island. Maybe. Yeah. Like there's no way throwing somebody's throwing that much water, that yeah, disc if, in the drink. But if it's like if most of them are just like coming close to the fucking like skipping on the bottom, so people like people are grabbing them. I don't. Know. I was going through Reddit and I saw that. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, the there, man. There, in my head, there's no way he's throwing 13 discs, discs in the water. 
Like no, like at some point you you man, you throw three, I'm walking away. I'll give you three, and then I'm like, now we're getting it. Like, craziness. <laughs> like, All right, Owen Scoggy. This is a little. I'm just asking you the question. I don't sure. know, just a straight up question. If you guys get it right, that'd be awesome. Okay. You didn't have a little competition. Owen Scoggins cashed in four divisions in 2022. Which divisions were they? FPO, uh, MPO, MPO over 40, and... FPO over 40? Sure. Masters or whatever they call it. Yeah. Big Jesus saw that one. You, you, you see the graphic before. <laughs> nope. That's no, dope. Yeah, Owen Scoggins, she cashed in four different divisions in FPO getting 63 grand, FPO 40, it's almost six grand, MPO $220, and MPO 40 at $92. Showing the versatility that Owen Scoggins still has in these different. Would you get upset if Owen beat you? Like, no. Hey, right? I also thought cool. about that. Um, that that Quinn now can compete in the MPO 40. Wow, when we did, oh, when we did, the, when we did the Thanksgiving tournament. Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks a lot. That's dope. <laughs> you should go pro MP40. Thanks a lot. That's what I like. Like when you were playing, I'm like, like oh, man, Quinn could have done the MPO 40. That's fucking dope. That's Dude, awesome. you can win. That means we can have fucking, we can have four different people win. Yeah. 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 All right. I saw this graphic as well. We're going to do a little bit of a draft. We're going to see who can build the best team. You have $15. Oh, you want to draft it? Yep. So we're going to go. We're going to decide this order right now. And I'm. How big does the team have to be? Because I you know what $15. Oh, I can make a, any number team. Oh, so so it's, like, it's like I'm a disc golf manufacturer. Yeah, and, and you're I'm, drafting it. But once a player has been chosen, no one else yep. can pick the player. Uh, uh, who's getting first pick? Are we doing snake draft or not? Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, of course. All right. Yeah, that's you. Do I've got to read out that you have first pick. You can have second down for your generosity. Sure. All right. Here is so before you pick, just so for the movers at home, we'll so all three of us are doing it. Yep. All right. I thought I was just reading that. Now that's good. Yeah, all right. Cool. All right. Go, go, go. All right. Real sure first. You I'll announce be the player and the price, too, just for uh, people listening at home because they're not going to be able to uh, see the, the prices. But here it is. Jesus starting off with pick number one. Pick number one. I think we should set like a ground rule. You at least need four. Sure. So you have to have four, yeah. Okay, you need Give four me. players to qualify. Sure. All right, cool. Um, I, I have to take Christmas Tuck. ABTT, but she's consistent. If, if I'm going to sponsor and she's a top woman and she's playing for Latitude 264, imagine if she threw a Nova or a Discraft. Fucking Christmas guitar. My, my $5 Christmas guitar. Give me Kelvin Heinberg. Four dollars. Put that in my pocket. Take Eagle Big Man for four dollars as well. It's a solid pick. Did you take an Eagle before Calvin? Yeah. All right. Well, screw you then. That that's Hannah Hannah Bloomer's right for one dollar. That would be Hannah kind of Bloomers for one dollar. I'll take Hannah kind of Bloomers for one dollar. Interesting. All right, give me. Man, I'll take Gannon Burr with the steal at two. First of which, wasn't Jay supposed to go back to back, and we, right, and we skipped him? Yeah, you did. And yeah, I just yeah. gave him his pick right there. <laughs> it's gonna go Gannon Burr. Uh, yeah, I would probably go 
<laughs> right? I won't do that. If you actually feel no, like go that. ahead. Do you, man? I, I won't do that. I'm sure you, you would. Know. Yeah. You can take your gambit. That That's works. Yeah. All right. Um, so that leaves me. Man, I, yeah, I'll take man, Simon or Dickerson. Oh, that's a tough one. Give me Dickerson. Give me. I already got the distance with Calvin, man. I don't need Simon. It's not like we're. Like, <laughs> this is team, bro. Yeah, I know. Give me Boomer for a dollar. And then give me, I don't think they're four, mm -hmm. but I can have more. Mm -hmm. Give me, um, you want to know what? Give me Paige Pierce. I'm building an all-female team. That's how I'm going to market my So you're at five, you're at $11 right now? And you got one more player? Or more if I want to take. I got, I got a lot more females. Gotcha. This is true. Um, so I got Calvin and I got Dickerson. Go ahead and lock in. Man, give me Ricky. Give me Ricky. I'll take Ricky for $5. All right. So I'm at $6 right now. And I'm going to take... Paul Macbeth for five dollars, and I'm gonna get Ella Hansen for one dollar. I didn't know if you were gonna go KJ or Ella. I would never pick KJ over Ella. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was never gonna cross my. I don't even think I realized Kevin Jones was on the list. All right, so I. Oh, have... that's Kevin Jones. Yeah. I thought that was Nicola Castro. <laughs> He was about to call. <laughs> he was about to call Nicola. <laughs> five, five. All right, so I'm at 12. We got $15. Give me, I'll take, instead of going five, I'll go with four and give me Owens. Owens three. Owens three. $3. Yep, and that would put me at 15. Cool. I'm talking four players. I'm at, mm -hmm. again, I don't know. I thought we had to have a minimum of four. four yeah, minimum. Oh. so I got four. Okay, give me. And your cash, right? Cash down. I'm done. Took my own. I was like, I was like, you're gonna take own on that one too. Give me Tibby. So, good job. Um, give me. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me. Ah, uh, Katrina Allen, I guess. Man, I should. Man, I fucked up. Sure, <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> I really did. I should have went Valerie and then Maddie O. And used that three bucks and got Matty O as an extra player. But on solid. I'm out. Um, this is my 15. So I'm sitting here with $12 and $3 that I can spend. Give me, I don't know. I just don't know if it's beneficial to have more players or not because there's like no rules. <laughs> no rules. So like, I'm trying to be like creative with like, all right, man, I'm going to get Valerie Montana for $2 and then give me Matt. Give me. Drew Gibson. Whoa, Manny, so much better no, than Drew Gibson. 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 So much better. 
I think I got like a solid team though. So let's do like a little bit of recap and we'll put it out on social media on whose team we think well, or whoever's team. I'm not I'm not gonna win that <laughs> my team. My my team is I'm building an all female team, all female line. They're gonna be nice. I don't know the name of the company, but I have Chris Tar, number one rated FPL player, Paige Pierce, maybe number two rated FPL player, Katrina Allen, maybe number three rated FPL player. And kind of boomers on the way up. Like if I could, if I could have gotten cat for a dollar, okay, I would have done cat merch. Yeah. Went, cat merch was a dollar. Kind of early. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised. It was early. early. I think mean, you could have left. Yeah. I you could have. Well, I, I, I would have taken her, but, but she would have been my like last pick. I think. Oh yeah. Okay, I picked her second, but I still got Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you made it up fine. I, I, I still. True. I I was building a team. I decided to build an all female team. I'm not gonna win this thing, but yeah, man, my team would make a lot of fucking money for the upfield. Yeah, so we'll go recap my team. I got Calvin Heinberg. I have Chris Dickerson, Own, Scugans, and who was my other one? Show me the photo. I lost my other one. Um, who did I go with? Oh. Ricky Wasaki. I think I got like the man. I might have the best party team. That's, that's, that's not the point. I think you, I disagree because my team right off the bat is Eagle McMahon, Gannonburg, Paul McBeth. So I already beat. Yeah, that's a pretty good. And one. Then I have Ella Hansen up on her way. I think a dollar is a fucking steal in my opinion. Two dollars for value again. I think is a steal when you're putting. I think if you put own. Oh, I'm sorry. Three dollars you put dollar at two dollars. I'm taking the two dollars all day. And then I'm taking the gamble on Drew Gibson on this. And then my team's yeah. just got a whole bunch of people that are good and that are gonna get. Better, I guess. So for my team, guys. No, I think my team's better. I, I think, man, those numbers were really poor. Some of those players, were, I think we could have yeah. probably done it better. Maybe we'll yeah. in the future make our own little thing. But in the comment section below, guys, you tell us who you think did best and then put your uh, who you guys would pick down below as well. I think we're going to end off this podcast on a different game because we're not going to do the game that I said last week. Right. So we're going to delay that off for a future That's episode. Dope. However, they put um a survey out for a kind of put a survey out for which pros do the fans root for and against so here we go we're going to be kind of seeing who you guys think is the most popular pros and maybe either just some surprise outtakes and this was a survey this was a fan survey this will be this will be kind of good to see how our teams fare against the most that's true all right starting off number one what do you think that or who do you think is in the top for average fandom scores for each pro featured on the survey. So out of every one that was picked, you were given there's 20 pros and you had to rate them one to 10, how you liked them. Sure. You only got to use the number one time. And now we're kind of like, gotcha. In the middle with all of that. So who do you think overall we'll start with MPO and FPO both together? Who do you think is, was uh, at the lowest score? It'd be no, because 10 would be good. Oh, okay. Like them the so most. Who had the highest oh, score? I got you. Okay. Of, I didn't know if they were ranking them by place. Um. So who had the highest number? Mm-hmm. Paul McBeth. I don't think he's number one. I will go with Simon Lazat. Simon Lazat is not number one overall. However, he is number one MPO. Okay, so that means is it? <laughs> the coin flip. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with ABTT. 
Paige Pierce. That's Tatar. That's Tatar. It's like Tatar and like Paige Pierce is not even in. She is <laughs> towards the bottom. Oh, wow. Actually, towards the middle. So Tatar is Tatar's top overall with an average score of nine. Wow. An overall score, so she's high. The only one that got a nine, Simon was out with an 8.98, so kind of just cresting okay. that. And then the next person on the list, I don't think you're really going to even guess, it's Nate Sexton. Wow. Followed by Calvin Heinberg, Maddie O, Owen Scoggins, James Conrad, Valerie Mondahano, Jeremy Colning, and rounding off the top ten with Paul McBeth. Germs feeling pretty good where he's at in disc golf, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, because people like him because he's the Joe Mez announcer. He's not a fucking disc golfer. They're rooting for him. They're right. rooting for him because he's the Joe Mez announcer. They're not rooting for him because he's good at disc golf. So there's an average score that it was one through ten. Five sure. was like the kind of like no yeah. feelings. However, ending below that was more negative. There's three players that had scored. Uh, an average of less than five. Do you want to guess who those five players are? I don't know which players are in it. But yeah. I the top, top 32 players in MPO and FPO. Okay. So okay. everyone you're kind of thinking. So the ones that were like least liked? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to – so is Nicola Castro on the list? Nicola Castro's on the list. Okay, so he's on the list. Nicola Castro is, was rated the least at 3.26. Yeah, so, yeah. People hate Nicola Castro. Okay, so – Man, is Ricky on that list? Because – you did not name Ricky as one of the top up there either. I have one, but I don't know if she's a top 32. She is? Natalie Ryan? Yep, she uh, comes in at 4.64, so just below that that, that five. And Four I, points, that, that, dude, that's not just below. That's, that's significant. Oh, that's significant below. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Ricky Wysocki is towards more towards the bottom at the 6.0. So surprising. He, so maybe so, not as much love as you thought. That's surprising. I, I was surprised how high James Conrad was. But anyways, um, so Natalie Ryan, Nico Lacasho, and the last one. Again, if I if I told you this guy, you would be like, whoa, I should have guessed that. It's another obvious one, in my opinion, where it gets talked a lot about in the disc golf community of people not liking this person. Yeah. Probably be three. Sponsored by Innova. Two. Wears wacky shirts. One. Joel oh, Joel Freeman. Three point seven. Yeah. Three point seven. Woo! Almost. Damn, almost Joel. Almost reaching <laughs> that Nico level. But there, are, there is some other interesting things going. Like that's why he's You could. There's the number. I should have pulled up a picture of this. Um, this article is super interesting. It's all too low. If you guys want to check that out, I'm kind of just seeing how like overall people responded. Like um. If, there's a lot of people that did like top scores, which was kind of more spread out. Like, like I said, Ricky Wysocki, for example, was pretty much all of them were like a lot of people picked one, a lot of people picked, you know, it was pretty yeah. evenly spread out. Or someone like Nico Castro, like the amount of people that picked one was so like substantial. And the yeah. amount of people that picked one on Simon's eyes is like crazy. But there's like people like that kind of lean more negative. Like Adam Hamas kind of has a lot more hate towards the one through four. Yeah. Gotcha. Where people like, Chris Clemens has like a lot of people on like the four, five, or the like the six, seven, eight. Yeah. Or Brody okay. Smith, someone who has kind of consistently overall. Okay. Yeah, Boy, yeah, interesting. Really? I yeah. thought Brody Smith would be. Brody Smith's like most is like seven, and then his second most is five, and then one. Uh, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would definitely be like hmm. between seven, like. 
I'll have to check that out. Alter World. Alter World, yeah, definitely. Cool. And they have like, more specific things with the fan server going on coming out. So it's more be like more specifically driven articles, which is gonna be super interesting. I'm, I don't know whether you're with, but whoever wrote the article definitely kind of it was definitely interesting just to see where fans kind of put themselves where I would have thought them they would have, and I just wrong in a lot of cases. So that was definitely super interesting. Check that out if you are interested in that. But I think that's gonna wrap up this episode of Kirby's Disc Golf World. A very Kirby Disc Golf World Christmas. Hopefully, you guys are out enjoying the holidays and just having a good spreading that Discmas cheer. Hopefully, guys, we see you 